you should really give it a goog. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's. I don't. Nobody says that. <laughs> Welcome back to Appalachian Farmcast. This is Cody Brabham from Winnow Glen Farm. Ryan McCartney, Dying Breed Ranch. And Tyler Rice from Pike Mountain Farm. Because I always forget to do so at the very beginning, take a couple of minutes. I'm okay with you pressing pause on this for a minute. Uh, Go, uh, I guess, give us a rating on whatever you're listening to, whichever platform that might be. Uh, Go like the Instagram page. Appalachian underscore farmcast. Send us an email, Appalachian Farmcast at Gmail or on Facebook. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we thank you for uh, checking it out, though, and people have been reaching out. And we appreciate that. Uh, so keep that up, spread the word, get us out there a little bit further, and uh, see if we can bring you some more of these wonderful farming vibes to your ears. Yeah. And go, uh, you know, subscribe on the YouTube channel oh yeah address um, that so that's you we uh you just put it all on him <laughs> <laughs> we'll start out with an admonishment so i was speaking uh i didn't mean it that way i'm just like you've got the <laughs> unfactually last week <laughs> it was fake news here on the podcast uh, that we tried to video and it videoed but it's not worth watching kinda. Um, <laughs> it didn't work exactly uh and you you'll listen if you're listening to last week's you'll hear that camera stopped working in the middle of it and i had to get up and fix it and if then you, it still didn't work so if you noticed us talking a little differently or feeling a little out of our comfort zone it was kind of like the whole ricky bobby yeah. getting in front of the camera moment <laughs> so you interviewed by the news or something yeah like yeah I don't, I don't know all of a sudden you just like <laughs> i know what to do with my hands there's a camera right so um we're working on it video yeah well you know stay tuned you can subscribe to the channel there's a few clips on there and we'll put some more clips and stuff yeah. on but there'll be no um visual content for a little while slight pause press while we're figuring out the details yeah mm-hmm. but you know go subscribe anyway you won't be bombarded with notifications because there won't be <laughs> anything happening <laughs> yeah um, we promise not to blow up your feed daily <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, has anybody, what's been going on this week? Anybody have anything exciting? Uh, Farm-wise, not a ton this week, just business as usual. Uh, I was actually talking to Cody before we got here. We got that uh, that little guy in the barn took a turn for the worse. So he's oh, no. unfortunately no longer with us. I see. Yeah. It's going to the big green pasture in the sky. He went to the, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. What is like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it wasn't fun. It yeah, was, uh, Friday I mean, we walked in. Unfortunate. I walked in to check on him, and was he had been doing good, man. He was eating and drinking, and I know he got a little sick, and but he just like it was like overnight. He just took a real hard downturn, and he was laying on his side, kicking and just barely moving. His eyes were kind of rolling back, and I was like, mm. he's just laying here. Getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, so. that's it tough. It was probably that raw milk you gave him. Easy. Hey. <laughs> How's it? That, that that's, a joke. that's a joke. That, I could not say it. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, but other than that, that, business as usual. Nothing yeah. crazy. That's the reality of farming. No doubt. Life and sure. death. No doubt. Um, Hard work. Tears. Blood. Stuff. Sweat. Did you have more to add on to that? Or no, I we're just really just... 
didn't okay. have a ton of updates this week, to be honest with you. Um, I, oh, I, man, uh, he, he's going to gain a seat here at the table uh, eventually. At some is it point. either going to be your dog <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be a buddy of yours? It's, Lance, it's Bacon Lance. Lance. Bacon Lance. Shout um, out. Yeah. No, so he showed up the other night and he goes, hey, I brought you chickens. Dang. Or his wife, so it was for small group. Um, they show up and his wife said, sorry, we're late. Lance was catching you chickens. And everybody looked at me and they're like, of course, it's you and Lance and the chickens would be the reason we're getting started late. But yeah, out of the blue, which we'd talked about it a little while. Uh, we swap some chickens around when he's low on numbers. I give him some vice versa. Well, he showed up with four beautiful young pullets about to start laying some yeah. Easter eggers. And nice. Black copper morans. Oh, majestic, fancy chickens. Majestic morans. I, I have no idea. Yeah. They're, they're those high dollar ones from Rural King we'd talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, he scoops in and gets. Yeah. So, yeah, he brought me a few. Um, so we had to integrate them into the group. So I tried something new, though, with them. Um, they sell those uh, leg bands for chickens. So you can mark totally them based on age or mm-hmm. yeah. breed or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've looked at them and I, I don't want to. I'm cheaping out. Like I've got that Harbor Freight big value pack of zip ties. That's kind of like a chicken band. Yeah. Have you ever seen a tree that had fence on it and it keeps growing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So these are so these are basically full grown chickens. Okay. Um. So the size of their legs are mature size. Okay. And so I just put one zip tie on the leg, not tight. We've already had a, a conversation on here about you potentially having one-footed chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that was from the dog. Yeah. Um, go back and listen to that one if you haven't. But uh, so, yeah, I put it on there loose, made sure there was room for growth, and I see these chickens daily. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, time. I know. But somebody... One of our millions of listeners is going to go, what are you putting zip ties on their legs for? She's all right. You didn't zip tie both legs together. So I'm doing it in the dark, and I bring my boy out. Hey, can you hold these chickens while I put a zip tie on them? And, uh, and we'll pull them out of the chicken crate, and he'll hold one. I put a zip tie on, we put it back in. Well, I don't know them apart from each other, and there's two of each color. Um, so then I get them all done, check on them the next day. Yeah. One chicken's got two leg bands and there's one chicken with none. Oh. And I kept telling Huck, I said, give me, just give me their left leg. He gave me a right leg at one point and I didn't catch it. Yeah. So we'll have to do some amending. Depends on which way you're facing. Valid. <laughs> yeah. And to a nine year old. His hey, left might be my right. I get confused sometimes too. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> yep. But so yeah, we got some new chickens. We're uh, um, egg numbers are still picking up. Nice. Sun sun's helping a little bit. Yeah. So uh, nice weather. Yeah. We are on the final countdown. Like, lambs are showing up at any point. Nice. Um, by the time we record next, we'll have some little ones. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah, for all of your updates. Will we have them? Uh, are you gonna hold one while you? You so know, it's a bottle baby might have to bring them. It's gonna oh. be like the mural of Jesus. You see, holding the lamb. It's Cody with the. Yeah. 
Your neighbor has uh, told me she's interested in yeah bottle lamps, if I have any, which I do my best to not have. But so yeah, if I have to take her any, they they'll be coming by here first. So oh, yeah, we'll nice keep the dog away from her. Yeah, yeah. right. She'll probably be scared of. Her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dog wouldn't be. She'd be like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah. yeah. The Stuff was drying up though. We were oh, losing yeah. mud was disappearing and turning yeah. back into soil and um Yeah, I was able to do a little like uh site prep yesterday for our big new project we're working on. That's right. I haven't put out there in the in the world yet. Are we getting are we getting the unveil or are we getting the, the mm-hmm. teaser still? Are you no. putting it out in just the world? Some, we're just oh. doing some dirt work. Just teaser so, teaser for you. Yeah. But it was dry enough that we could and we finally got rid of the spoil pile yeah from uh our uh the pool we put up for the boys had a big mm-hmm. pile of dirt in the yard and it was dry enough that i could drive back and forth with the skid steer in the yard so i was nice. good. i not, mean it was still making tracks but somebody with a truck would potentially get stuck right yeah. right yeah and check instagram for that picture of that <laughs> just for documentation but uh yeah so that's about it i mean that and uh um what else? That's pretty much it. We, uh, yeah. I can't believe you're just gonna get the stuff when are you ready. Gonna unveil it? When are you gonna let everybody know? What's going know. on? When it's ready, I guess. Okay. All right. Epic. We're teasing. All right. No, that's cool. I'm just trying to get you know tuned back in next week for maybe yeah. an update. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the video portion Tyler of the podcast. Yeah. Super coy about maybe it. we'll have some news about it. Maybe yeah. we maybe won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will. But um, all right. What do you want to talk about yeah. today? Um, I thought in the interest of, uh, that the last episode we did, um, well, not the last one, but a few episodes back we did about, uh, one about chickens, like getting started with chickens. Kind sure. Of thing. So what to consider and we're going to try to do these every now and then. So I thought <clears throat> I went through and made a little bullet point list of the hot Tyler's hot tips for pig production. I like it. Um, not really production, but well for raising some pigs in your backyard basically is what it's for that's just things rally. that we've observed in our few years of raising pigs now and i just want us going to kind of go through them we can talk about some stuff about you know what i'm gonna try to talk you guys into getting some pigs on your farm by these or talk you out of it hey <laughs> talk you into it or out of it i mean yeah. either way is a win yeah, yeah i don't i don't think we're too far from it I think you mentioned about getting them in the barn. Yeah, so we had a serious talk the other night. Um, we have several serious farm talks. They don't always go in what I feel is a positive direction. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's understood. <laughs> that happens sometimes at our place too. We're like, why would we do that? Yeah, yeah. But, but at least you're having a talk though. Yeah, so it's been brought back up, and we were. Uh, I'm just looking into the deep bedding that I told y'all I was doing in the barn, mm-hmm. and as a way to get it aerated. And I, I kind of mentioned to you, no. I think the potential about maybe using a couple pigs to root that area up. And, yeah, doing like what um, Polyface does that in their piggerator pork. Yeah, it, where it just mix it's, in a little corn in with your bedding. I'm wondering how different it would be because they're going to root down, though, and they're going to hit concrete. 
But we'll stop. Uh, there's going to be another. Yeah. Any further than that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, there's plenty of pigs raised on concrete. And, and, and you're going to cover this, so I'm going to be all ears uh, during the talk of it because I have some questions regarding at what age are they hitting a finish weight? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not set up uh, to dedicate a portion uh, or lose some pasture land for the pigs to be able to potentially do some damage. Yeah. Um, a small area fine, but yeah. So I'm going to be, uh, I'll be just as uh, tuned in as. Okay. Well, no pressure now. Yeah. No big deal. This is a Tyler. Yeah. Tyler it's just show. the future of my farm is kind of hinging <laughs> on your, your answers right today. <laughs> so <laughs> great. So, I mean, the first thing that I put on the list and these are in no particular order. They're just as but my mind, the first as my mind works which is interesting. Um, I don't know how anyone else's mind works because we don't have, uh, what's that thing called that they're working on? Oh, the uh, Neuralink thing? Yeah, yeah. I was going to call yeah. it Starlink for your Star brain. Starlink for your brain, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was That's, about to say medulla yeah. oblongata. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing you got to know about pigs, and I'm starting, this is like, if you're listening to this and you already have pigs, you'll maybe learn something you're or you'll curve. just already know all these things and you can correct all the things I say that are wrong. Please comment if you do. Would be so, nice. Well, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. Tyler's a bad rating. Uh, so, <clears throat> the biggest thing is pigs, they're not exactly herd animals like a cow or sheep yeah. or anything, but they're very smart and they get very bored and they're also very competitive when it comes to food. So, they're like raising children. They are very much like toddlers. If you have experience with toddlers, you'll be fine with pigs. It's basically. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put a check Same mark thing. in that box. So if you can't leave your kids out in the mud hole overnight. No. Mm. But you shouldn't leave your pigs out in the mud hole. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can't. You know what I mean? There's yeah, some yeah. pros and cons. Anyway, I'll so. let you go. I'm going to stop. But do you want to have at least two? Um, and that's because, for one, they're going to grow better and get you a better, you know, return on your investment right. yeah. for these pigs and like the other thing is they're just going to get bored yeah if they're, they're by just, themselves they yeah. just like wander around and i don't want to try to like you know disney-fy it and you know they have buddies exactly but <laughs> pigs are smart it's not yeah. they're not like you know i mean they're kind of like a dog basically they're smart um so unless you're going to bring it in your house and hang out with it like you do your dog and take it for walks you should probably get it a buddy do yeah. not recommend that <clears throat> No, but people Not do. if you're eventually going to eat it. No. Because then it's no. be really difficult <laughs> yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah. Or you'll be ready to eat it earlier. No. So well, I've, got, I've got a question sure. already. Okay. If I haven't you, even made my first point. Yeah. <laughs> See how quick they're coming? Yeah, there we go. Um, we'll be here all day. If you're raising a group of pigs together, mm-hmm. what if you have enough of them that you go, okay, I need to divide because I want to work two parts of my land at once. Can yeah. you divide them and then bring them back together couple months later oh yeah you can um, how's that go i have you had to do that i've never done that specific thing have you brought new- but i have merged groups of pigs okay several times okay yeah no bloodbath or nothing no i've never seen blood <laughs> but there will be so what happens and it'd be just like doing it with chickens but louder um mm. you're gonna have 
I heard some of that like the what, other day. What happens is you have, like, you know, say you have pigs on the farm that are, you're going to get the pigs when they're about two months old. Okay. Give or take. You okay. know, six, to eight, ten weeks, something Unless like that. Unless you're... Unless you're breeding your own, but breeding I'm, we're not talking yeah, about yeah. that. I wouldn't recommend that for starting out. But if by all means, do it. And if you have extra piglets, let me know. So, <laughs> but we don't do that, so I can't speak to it. Um, yeah. But... So you'd have a group that's probably going to be older mixing in with a group that's younger. Ideally, you would want there to be more of the younger pigs mm-hmm. than the older pigs. Strength in numbers. But as long as you have more than one of whatever group it is, okay. they won't get okay. alienated too much. or And have multiple feeders. That's the big thing. So have more than one feeder, more than one water. Because they're going to... What's going to happen is the biggest of the little pigs will immediately go over to the bigger pigs mm-hmm. and be like, well, I'm the biggest, so get out of my way. And sure. they'll be nipping at each other's ears and stuff like that. And then, you know, they'll figure it out in a couple of days. But also you want to have like, I mean, we use electric netting or sometimes just use like two strands of like aluminum wire. Or you can use poly wire too to keep them in elect- electric. Right. Okay. That's what I would recommend. It's easier to work with than putting up hog panels. But when you're mixing groups sometimes better to put them in hog panels because they might try to chase like the bigger ones will try to chase the little ones off and they'll blow through your Mm -hmm. electric because it's just a psychological thing yeah it's not going to be as i always ignore it i remember that growing up you know raising our 4-h or ffa pigs you'd get them in small so you the first few days or week or whatever we kept them in a small area Mm -hmm. in a wooden panel and then when we let them out in their grazing area when they go up and touch that electric fence, half the time they just go plumb through it. Yeah. Uh, but we were we only had them on two strands of barbed wire that we had hot, which I know you're not. Now, I I've been told you're not that supposed for pigs. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I mean, that, for just, yeah. Because they could get tangled up in it. And, yeah. And, and they say they, now you're not supposed to electrify barbed wire. Well, don't say. go to Rome County. We do it different Don't down there. up on the hill here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, uh, you know, and that, that's just, yeah, because they can get caught and then they're getting, because they're going to get yeah. scared and try well, to blow yeah. through it. Well, and that's a point for people when you're introducing any animal to electric during the training process, which it usually is a pretty quick thing. Pigs, they I figure think, it out very quick. Yeah. You, you want to be somewhere that you can kill the power to it. Well, that, what we do is we do it inside of the hard fenced area when we first bring them in and this time of year it's different because solar chargers stuff doesn't work very well in the winter but i'm talking like summertime in ideal conditions you would have them you know bring them home in a hard area hard fenced or paneled i mean hog panels work the best they're so easy you can get them heavy duty zip ties and just zip time to the t-post and it's quick and easy okay or Baylor Twine, whatever you want to use, or the little clips, whatever. But um, I put the elect the either the netting's too big, so I usually just put a couple strands of electric across part of their, so they're going to interact with it and they'll know what electric is before. Oh, yeah. You don't want to put it so close that it'll short out. Yep. But and make their whole thing electrified. I have seen some people short it out on YouTube too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and that's what we do. And they'll tear it down sometimes and stuff, but you just put it back and keep working on it. But they'll figure it out. 
But yeah, so with bigger mix and bigger and little, or I think the same would be, I think they would remember each other okay. the other way. Okay. I mean, they're going to, there's always going to be one like dominant animal that's going to have to. It's going to lead to a question I have here in a little bit. But so <clears throat> you're, you're like writing questions before the topic even comes up. Yep. So, I mean, the big, the other big things are, so we talked about, you know, getting them around when they're two months old ish. We butcher, try to butcher like seven, eight months of age. So we'll have them for six to, you know, five, six, seven months okay. on the farm. Okay. The ideal time to get them is in the spring. Because you may, when they first get there and they're little, you're talking, I mean, they could be 15, 20 pounds when you first get them. You can pick them up and put them where you want them. Handy. Yes. And bring them home like in a dog crate or something. And it may be a little chilly then, so you just give them lots of straw and make sure they're sheltered from the rain and wind and all that stuff. Well, that's that book I'm reading. Um, He's out in North Dakota. Yeah. And they have some serious winters out there. And he said, yeah, we just give them a big old thing of straw. They burrow down into it. And yeah. he said, they're warm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ours now, our sleep, they have shelter they can go in. It's got straw in it. And sometimes they sleep in it. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Even when it's cold. Nice. Now, if it's raining or snowing, they'll usually go in the shelter. But in the summertime, you don't need anything. You just The only shelter you need in the summertime is shade because pigs can get sunburned. Oh, uh, so you don't want that pig SPF? Yeah, unless you want to be out there lathering them up, which I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> hey, what does that do to the meat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and that's an that's another advantage for having, uh, you know, letting them waller out like a muddy area, and they get all that mud on them and keeps them cooler too. But you're also nice. going to have a big mud hole in your field, yeah, that doesn't yeah. go away. <clears throat> so. You move them often will negate a lot of that. Like, and they're only going to root up an area really bad the first time you put them in there. Okay, looking for food, they're then then going to root out of boredom if you leave them too long anywhere, and then they're going to compact the soil. But so you want them either have a sacrifice area that you're going to keep them in that you don't worry if it's just a bunch of nasty weeds and things that come up later. Okay, because this grass isn't going to grow there anymore if you leave them in too long because it's going to. Your goal like is to stay ahead of that point, though, right? Yeah. So in the summertime, you want—I mean, ideally, you don't try to move them like every three days. Oh wow! Is what a lot of the farms that are put them on pasture, because in that point they may go around and root up a little bit, but they're not going to destroy it. And you okay. can get them out and keep them moving, but also keeping them access to feed all the time will cut down a lot of that. So there's and people go back and forth on that. You know, if you have breeder animals, like, obviously, you don't want to give them free access to feed because they're going to get too big. But what we're talking about, feeder pigs, like, yeah. we give ours full access to feed all the time. Okay, so, and I know a little bit of this, but there's going to be people that are not familiar with them at all. So, if you have varying types of landscape on your property and you're trying to go, all right, I've got 20 acres here. 10 acres of woods, 10 acres of pasture. What's the ideal place to put pigs? The ideal place to put them is in the woods. Tell them why. Well, because there's shade in the woods. Okay. And because they're not going to destroy your pasture in Bingo. the woods. Bingo. They're going to eat everything in there. Yeah. Green briars, 
whatever it is. And you leave them in a spot long enough, they're going to start stripping bark off of trees or like rooting down into the roots of the trees and just they'll kill trees. So you can't, again, you got to keep them moving. But now there's some breeds out there and, and I don't, you tell me if I'm jumping ahead because I'm sure you're going to talk about breeds at some point. But there's some breeds now that are getting some publicity for foraging abilities outside of the wooded environment, like actual pasture. Yeah, and I have zero experience on those, but people talk about them a lot. Yeah, I've got some interest in them. They're particularly particularly the one, is it the Idaho pasture pig? Is that the state? That's the one you hear about, yeah. IPP. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just, there's not a bunch of them near us, but... Yeah, we're not in Idaho. No. Well, they have them in other places, but (laughs) further than an afternoon's drive. I mean, Um, it'd be a nice drive. It'd be a long trip back for the pigs. Not as long as sailing across the ocean like those cows and sheep we talked about. Quit jumping ahead to my news story, dude. (laughs) I think I've got some interest in trying those at some point to actually seeing whether how destructive or not. But those aren't going to be the pigs that I need right out the gate for what I need in the barn. Right. And... The disadvantage to pigs like that is they're going to be more expensive. Mm. Why do you think that that's like such a weird concept? Like, because they're more of like a vanity pig or like? Well, just less of them. Oh, and they got to breed them pure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably going to be. And the vanity. Yeah. There's a portion of that. Why why are Highland cattle more more, than? Yeah. yeah, Same thing. And same with like, uh, you know, all the like, and I'm talking about pigs like to not lose money making yeah bacon. it's it's an enterprise uh, <laughs> for you that you need so, to be profitable right i mean ideal you know like if we could get like these heritage breeds of pigs that are and i by that i mean like you know guinea hogs or cooney coonies and stuff like that that will forage more and you won't have to feed them as much but it's going to take them twice as long to grow out to a smaller pig anyway so when yeah. you hand somebody a pack of pork chops there's going to be like you know imagine that the pork chop is uh you know like a if you get like we go for hybrid pigs meaning not like hybrid animals from jurassic yeah. world but like <laughs> uh you're right yeah sorry <laughs> the, excited. Uh, uh we um like we were gonna get, you want that hybrid bigger, they're gonna grow faster. But it's like two breeds, traditional breeds, like you know, Berkshires and Hampshires and Durocks. Durocks. Old and spots are the old ones spots that are I mixed hear. in there a lot too. Yeah, like we get a lot of uh, a lot of those. There, and it's basically whatever we find around. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, we don't go to the sale barn and buy them because you can find them elsewhere. Sure, they're a little higher quality. We feel like right, but they're. Um, you know, and you'll find there's people who love to raise pigs and have baby pigs and have them for sale, and you can find good ones. And ideally, you'd want to find ones that aren't raised in a barn or somewhere that's heated. Yeah, because they're gonna if you're not gonna have them a heated area when they get to your place. So things you got to consider, but they're gonna grow faster. You're gonna have something that's more comparable to pork chops. We'll use that for example to what's in the grocery store, look wise. Taste-wise, it's going to be better no matter what. Anything you raise at home yeah. is going to be better. But, like, so you're going to have, you know, that pork chop with that fat cap on it. Mm-hmm. Where you have, like, an inch or an inch and a half of fat, like, around the outside of it. If your butcher doesn't trim it all off. But you want to make sure they don't do that. Because, yeah. one, you can sell that, and that's more product. Like, 
Yeah. You'd rather have the customer cut that off later, if they pay for it, it, and then cut it off. Yeah. If you know you want it on there, they might even want to render it down. They could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you raise one of these smaller, like Cooney Cooney or whatever the ones I'm thinking of, the Guinea Hogs, where like you're going to have a pork chop that's, you know, a little tiny pork chop. It's like size of a lamb chop, yeah. meat wise, and then a bunch of fat on the outside of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just going to be a different experience. Same thing I tell people trying to, you know, because we do a T bone off yep. of a lamb. <clears throat> I'll say, take what you've got in your mind about a T bone at the uh, steakhouse or yeah. on your grill. Now shrink it by 60%. Yeah. You got a lamb T bone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's now, delicious. It's delicious, packed full of flavor. But yeah, it's scale wise. Yeah. But it's also easier to store. A whole, well, half a pig or a whole pig in the freezer than a whole beef. It's oh, yeah. a lot easier to store a lamb in the freezer than right. A the lamb so. take up like one shelf or yeah. half half a shelf. I got That's a right. lamb waiting on a customer to pick up, and it's in like a a box that our turkeys come in. Yeah, and the whole lamb's in there. <laughs> Jeez, that's what I tell people. They'll go, "Well, I don't know if I have room for a whole one." I'm like, no, you do. Everybody, <laughs> everybody does. Everybody's got room for a whole because. A hundred pound lamb is probably going to yield you. I'm not. I don't want to completely split off and tear thirty lambs, pounds, but thirty pounds, thirty five yeah. pounds, depending on how good your butcher mm-hmm. is at salvaging. Yeah, um, or how much ground, how much in. Yeah, in the bone. it's the yeah. same with the pig. I mean, you're you're going to be shooting for. This is what we shoot for, like a three hundred pound live weight. Okay, I have no way of checking that at our farm, but this is what we shoot for. Yeah. And they make tapes where you can measure them. We used to do that in the beginning, but that's the other one of the other topics i was going to cover is if you're not planning on butchering these pigs at home yourself which you can't do if you're going to sell it i mean you know if it's for you and your neighbors or whatever like you can figure it out and just do it and they can buy the live pig and gift it just, gift know, it to them right just don't talk about it whatever but like <laughs> if you're taking it to a processing like an inspected facility and going to have labeled you know stamped usda or state inspected meat to sell um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but you want to have like um, just about doing it at home. Versus. Oh yeah, so you're gonna shoot for that. Like you want like the each side to be around 100 pounds hanging. Okay. So then they take the bones and stuff out. So you're gonna have about 70 ish pounds of meat. I like personally that. think you need to pull back out that weight tape because I think that'd be a killer YouTube video for the channel. Tyler measuring pigs. Yeah. It's not as exciting as you think because some of them just stand there. We'll find a way. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> cattle brought them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's some you would never yeah, get yeah. close to. And then, you know, figure out, oh, I'll jump ahead, but like, you know, you're going to have to book those dates. You're going to have to book your dates before you find the piglets. Because oh. the dates are probably going to need booked <clears throat> before the piglets are yesterday. Born. That, at least that's around. I mean, there could be other areas. Uh, yeah. I mean, there probably around is. Around here, and if you yeah, have you're one, have like, ahead. you know, if you have two, they'll fit you in probably. They can probably fit probably. you in somewhere. But, you know, call around and check with processors and ask. Well, and if, that's a good thing to th- consider because that happens a lot where, you know, people get excited and they go, they get their pigs, they get all their stuff set up, or they should get all their stuff set up, then get their pigs. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done it the other way too. Or they like, can't catch their animal and they lose a date. Yeah. Know? But I mean, to like, you know, you wait and then it's like, well, I think it's big enough. And then you start calling places and they're like, we can get you in next year. Uh. <laughs> so, you yeah. know. 
you don't want to be taking a 400 pound pig because at that 300 pound mark they're going to stop gaining in a profitable way they'll still get bigger i mean we've took pigs that weighed well over 400 pounds just Mm -hmm. because the way it worked out and you got massive pork chops and massive you know amounts of fat more come fat off of so if, if that's your end goal when you're wanting to render down a lot of that fat lard whatever <clears> yeah and maybe can, that's something you want to keep it a little bit longer and they've got more of a more selection of like maybe you've got a lot more custom butchers in your area and not state or federal which as you've heard us talk about, you have to have the state or federal around us anyway to, to be able to sell it. But yeah. if you're just butchering them for yourselves, you can use those custom butchers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or selling like and a whole probably, pig to your neighbor or half or a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Or to whoever. It doesn't have to be your neighbor, but just anyone. You can only, at least for West Virginia, I can't speak for other states, but you can go down to the quarter animal. Okay. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it before, but you're buying it ahead of time. Right. Um, I mean, where are you going to find these pigs? Uh, you know, you used to be able to find them on Craigslist a lot. Mm. Harder and harder to find there. I mean, one thing to do, talk to somebody else who's raising pigs. Ask them where they get their piglets. Ask them if they have extra piglets. A lot of farms have extra piglets that breed and raise them because they, you know. Yeah. Um, But I would, you know, search places like that before. I don't want to be all anti-sale barn, but I mean... I would, you it'd just be better can't to get them from someone else. Yeah, you're just not going to know the history of what's coming in the sale barn. And and I mean, I've bought and sold animals there before, um, back in the cattle days. But unfortunately, problem animals tend to wind up there a fair amount. Yeah, that's what my grandpa used mm-hmm. to always say. He's like, yeah. "You go there to buy somebody else's problem." That's right. So if you have a problem, take it there and sell it. Because that's what yeah. it's for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's enough, whether it's a Facebook group or what, I mean, you can do some, it, it doesn't take that there's much There's a lot of Facebook work. groups for pigs. And yeah. a picture is worth a thousand words right. on there too. That's I right. mean, ask people for pictures. If there's not a lot of pictures, and if the picture looks a little iffy, and by iffy, I mean if it just looks skinny and it's just a bunch of mud and dirt and... Maybe that's not the pig you want. Right. I mean, I don't know. And if you go somewhere and you, like, don't feel obligated to just because you make the time and show up at somebody's place and you get there and you're just like, I don't think I want these. I don't yeah. Like, just say. Listen to your gut. Like, if you feel like running. Run. Run. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, you know, your nose will tell you a lot when you get there. Yeah. I mean, no pig farm is going to smell good. Agreed. But, but you know they can smell real bad yeah. and it can be bad. So, and you know, and that's why we talk about moving them and things. Cause you're going to take care of a lot of that stuff. Worm Stay issues, all those things. We don't worm our pigs or anything like that, but we keep them moving. Um, so yeah, we covered that. Uh, a lot of people feed their pigs on the ground. We don't do that. We use feeders. Um, We'll use like self feeders, gravity feeders. Yeah. You can buy little two hole feeders at the farm store. You know, they'll work for a couple of years or so they'll rust out on the bottom or the pigs will destroy them. One or the other is going to happen first. Um, and then there's all kinds of different ways to feed. 
like things to feed pigs. We feed like a mash ground feed. It's the same, basically looks exactly the same as what we feed our chickens. But you can feed them pellets or different things. You know, if you only have a couple, you're not going to be buying feed by the ton. So you could also... Go ahead, sorry. I was just saying, and once a lot of, some people find out you have pigs, they offer you up all kinds of random things for them to eat. (laughs) Um, Scraps and... Yeah. Now, I think you get into like legal things with... Like, you're not supposed to feed pigs something that was, like, I forget how it is. Anyway, you don't want to take, like, your table scraps from your house or buy get, like, some restaurant to give you table scraps and give that to your pigs. Legal restrictions, Ryan. I don't even want to go there today, well, man. <laughs> pigs, like, I mean, pigs but can like get a health sick, too. Things. Yeah. And, now, you know, there's issues, but... Like, um, even in these situations where they do that, they cook all that stuff first. Or if it's like, oh, you know, but like when we were working with the CSA that Ryan works with now doing vegetables, like they would, a lot of times I'd go pick stuff up and they're like, oh, we got a bunch of carrots that got soft. Do you want those? Like, oh, yeah, by all means, we'll take right. those raw carrots out of the field that, yep. you know, yeah, they love set it. out in the sun too long or whatever. You know, who knows? Sure. Pigs don't like kale. We figured that out. Really? Those ones we've always had. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. Further <laughs> proof that you shouldn't eat that junk. <laughs> yeah. Their digestive tract is very similar to ours. Mm-hmm. So. Huh. Um, mangoes, though. They love mangoes. Those are abundant around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> no, we have a customer, and she used to work, I think, or volunteer at like a food bank. And yeah. And get stuff in, and then it would get, <clears throat> you know. So I just watched a video on that the other day, and that's where the guy was going to. He's like, you wouldn't believe how much food. You can get from your local food bank because it's right. bad. But in a certain, I mean, you want, like, they're going to need, like, more than that. More than that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, a pig is not going to. There's actual nutritional alone. requirements that need to be met for the animal. Right. Right. Yeah. So treats are fine in those kind of things. And, you know, eggs, like, we, we would feed a lot of our broken eggs or. Eggs that had maybe questionable if they got froze or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give those to the pigs. They love them. There you go. And you want to have, when it comes time to load those pigs, you come back into the toddler thing where you've got to make those pigs think it's their idea to get in that trailer. You cannot herd a pig into a trailer like you can a cow or a sheep. Or if you have experience with that, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Like you can neck down an area and that pig is just not going to go. And you can do the old trick of, you know, put a five-gallon bucket over its head. If you can get a five-gallon bucket on its head and push it where it can't see where it's going and just push them. But that's a good way to get hurt or hurt the pigs yeah, or stress helps. them out, stress yeah. them out, stress they, out your wife when she's yeah. helping you stress <laughs> yourself out. So like, you know, we'll introduce the trailer that way ahead of processing. There's the, there's the hot tip. And we'll sometimes let their feeders run out and start feeding them in the trailer to where they have to go in that trailer for food. Or make the trailer really cozy and hope that it rains the day you load them. Mm. And they'll go in the trailer and sleep. And you just go out that you morning shut and shut the door. The door. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> it, it oftentimes rains when you need to move animals. Yeah. You'll see how that lines up. So, but, I mean, it, you know, you cannot get a pig to do what it doesn't want to do. Yeah. They're very stubborn. I mean, you can, but it's real. Like, I have missed butcher appointments before because you just cannot get them in the trailer. Yep. 
because you say, you know what, the last ones, it was really easy. I'm not going to take that trailer down there ahead of time. It's kind of wet and I don't want to make ruts, this or that, whatever. Even if you're a cowboy, you can't really lasso them because they don't <laughs> have head, a neck. They have no neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just coming. <laughs> you wouldn't want to hold on to it. What are you going to do? I mean, I've, uh, yeah. And like, you wouldn't think it, but pigs will jump too. Like, I've had pigs <laughs> jump over each other or like pile up, you know. And, I mean, it's just, That's it's funny. stressful. You don't want to do that. And it really does affect the meat. Yeah. With chickens, like they don't have those stress hormones, like when they get stressed, but that doesn't affect the flavor and stuff. But pigs, it really does, you know. And then once you get them in the trailer, you want to make sure that you lock your trailer, latch <laughs> it shut, because sometimes you might pull out onto the main road by your farm <laughs> and the door comes open on your trailer and you don't notice oh, it. Oh, no. And your pigs jump out into your neighbor's yard and near a a golf course that's quite expensive to be a member of. And, Allegedly. Um, no, they might jump it, out. It could happen. And then you think, oh, I don't think I shut that. So you pull into the gas station just a little ways down from your farm. If you have to have a gas station a little ways down from your farm, <laughs> there's a, lot a of, golf course in between and a guy and a guy cutting his grass. Watch this whole thing happen, <laughs> potentially. And you get there and you run back and you realize the door's open and there's a pig standing there getting ready to jump out at the gas station. Uh, and you slam the trailer door shut. You turn around and go back and said guy who's mowing his grass points down in the woods when you drive by. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. And he's laughing. The guy and, that was taking the skid steer up and down the road on the bike. This is all yeah, like, different guy. This is all hypothetical. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. If so stars align, you might have this happen. And then you spend the next 10 hours trying to round up two pigs that have jumped out of a trailer going so 30, 35, 40 miles an hour. Plan ahead and double check your stuff is what you're saying. Yeah, but pigs are tough. So it didn't didn't hurt them. But because Lovely. of all that stress, like, like it does um, make for a stronger a stronger product <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, low stress, just like everything else. I mean, you want yeah, it to be low stress on you. Experience. So you want to keep doing it. And, um, you know, low stress on the animals. That's what we're trying to do is to raise these animals in the best quality way they can and say, you know, everybody says the thing about, I want these animals to have a great life and have one bad day. Well, you don't want that bad day to be real bad, real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want and, that bad day to be a bad moment. Right. And, a, and you don't even want that moment to be bad, really. Yeah. But that's kind of gets out of your hands at that point, unless you're doing it on farm. An unfortunate moment. Right. And, but necessary. you know, and if you're really worried about it and you have the trailer there, like you have your own trailer, you, you know, people, my, my parents' neighbor, he loaded some pigs out the other day and he just had a little utility trailer and he bent some hog panels around and made a little box on it like much like um cody's box that he shared on the instagram yeah. for the sheep it looked just like that but it was on a trailer and that's what he took them in that's like why are you gonna buy a stock trailer to take two pigs to the butcher once a year that truck yeah, box, that doesn't pencil out that yeah. truck box started out its life as a a pig transport box at yeah. my buddy's farm and you know there's nothing that says if you want to get it to where those pigs are used to being in that trailer yeah Halfway through, load them up. Sure. Take them a drive around the county, you know, and then come back. Let them out. They're either going to never go in that trailer again. <laughs> they'll be so scared. <laughs> or, you know, they'll um, 
they'll say, well, we get in this thing, we yeah. ride around and we come back. It's fine. Like, that's what, they won't be scared. Like, they're going to remember. They don't forget nothing. Yeah. That's what people said, too, about transporting guard dogs. Put them in your truck once or twice a month. Take them on a you ride. Know. Get them used to going out. They do not. No. <laughs> they do they not don't like to leave the farm. Part of that. Yeah. Yeah. True farm dog and, wants to be on the farm. And there was um, one of the podcasts I used to listen to a lot. He recommended on there one time, you know, say you got a group of like eight or ten. when you. And this was back when you could call two weeks in advance and get a butcher date. This was a different world back then. But uh, he's like, you got a truck stop near you? He's like, hook your truck and trailer up, drive out to the truck stop, run across the scale, see what you weigh. Uh, go home, load up your pigs. There you go. Run back to the truck stop, see what your pigs weigh. Divided by how many pigs you got, you got a rough idea of what yeah, they weigh. Estimate. Sure. And uh, I never done that, but you could. Yeah. You know, gas was cheap and butcher yeah, dates like, are plenty. You could do <clears> stuff like that. Livestock but, scales and having the shoots and what do you, I mean, just to run pigs to through that, it. It's not easy. No, and the and pig's not going to run through there like a cow or a sheep will. Not as easy. Yeah. And they're not, it's, it would just be a challenge. Um, just need a big fish scale. We're going to hold <laughs> yeah. them up. Yeah. Pick them up by the back legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold still. But yeah, I mean, it's just that kind of stuff. Oh, when you're hand, like messing with your pigs, wear gloves. Because you don't, you don't care. You don't, you don't want to be brushing your teeth later. <laughs> smell pig on your hand. <laughs> so you can wash them as many times as you want, but that smell is not uh, going away. It's, it sticks with you. Yeah. yeah. Or um, you just be the smart guy that volunteers to work the gate when you're loading pigs. <laughs> you don't smell like that all day. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you can get the gravity feeders, but watering <laughs> pigs that can be the challenge. Um, you know, you got you can train them to the nipples, like the nipple waters we talked about. You can get a, like barrels or trash cans or something, or just run pipe with a um, you know hose attached to it or something with those nipples. And a lot of them are set up for pressurized water, so you have to go inside and take them apart and take. There's a little um, I don't know what it's like a pressure. It's a little piece of plastic in there, a okay. little disc that you can turn it to adjust uh, the pressure that comes out of it. Mm. Well, I just take them out of mine. Rebel. Like you can, well, because you need so gravity, gravity flow. Yeah, 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 I get you. Um, Not a lot of pressure. Especially exactly. as the lower it gets, the pressure gets lower. Yeah. Right. So you take those out, put them back in, and the pigs drink out of those. That's just clean. They have access to fresh, clean water then all the time. Because if you were going to water them in rubber pans, which is what we resort to in the wintertime a lot, or when you first get pigs and they're not trained to the nipples, a good way to train them put some peanut butter on that thing and then they'll oh, okay they'll bite on it to eat the peanut butter look at there now hot so, tip yeah hot tip. we would water them out of those rubber totes and they end up laying in them a lot yeah or they just immediately walk over and stand with both feet and it's like fills up with mud yeah <laughs> or yeah, they just immediately good. walk over to them don't even take a drink and put their nose under it and flip it flip it over yeah. and then lay in the water that's on the ground i'm like you're supposed to at least take a drink of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's just stuff like that. But, I mean, it's they're really not that not that difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know, just consider all those things I've talked about. <laughs> <You're> fine. <laughs> and then all the things I forgot to if mention. If you can master yeah. all that. Okay. Well, because my conundrum is, like I said, I, I want to get a couple in 
to to do some work for me and speed up the composting process of the barn material. Yeah. But I don't know that I want to keep one for six months or where I'm going to put it for the other two or three, four months outside of that. So, because my property is mainly all open. Yeah. I don't have the wooded uh, deal. So, you don't want to, like, dedicate... Well, we're not trying to raise pigs in a barn, but I mean, right. you could just right. do deep bedding even in the summertime, but it's going to get yeah we'll get nasty in there That's real right. quick. I mean, pigs are, you know, people will talk, you hear it both ways, like, oh, those pigs are just nastiest, dirtiest thing. And it's like, it's not the pig's fault. It's it's not the cow. It's the cow. It's not the pig. It's the yeah. how. It's, um, you if know. That's all they have access to. That's what right. they're going to be. And they're going to pick a spot in like, that's where they're going to use the bathroom all the time. If you don't give them enough room, then their bathroom and their eating and their sleeping spot might all be the same spot. Okay. Um, I mean, they won't follow that to the T, but, yeah. you know, they will. Well, that's when they, I mean, it's like just running out of options. I mean. Right. And then you're going to introduce disease and worms and all kinds of issues if you got them in that mess like that. So you have to <clears> keep adding material to cover all that up over and over and over yeah so <clears throat> freezer space needed for a 300 pound on the hoof pig what should people plan for i mean if all they have at their home is the refrigerator in the kitchen with the freezer on top or below it is that enough to fit a full pig probably not probably not you would probably fit a half a pig in there oh really I'm surprised at that. Okay. If you had nothing else in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Move the fish sticks. <laughs> Make room. Eat up all Air, your fish everybody sticks. Everybody got fish sticks in there. You know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, throw away your ice cream and make fresh oh. raw milk ice cream mm. when you need mm. it. Uh, maybe maybe you look at a little mini. You get a little chest freezer. Yep. Even the littlest ones, a whole pig will probably fit in that. So okay. we have. And if you don't want to buy a new one, check Marketplace. Check Craigslist. Right. Right. Have them plug it in before you get there. I mean, small chest freezers like at Walmart. They're not that bad. Ain't that much money. I mean, they're they're you're talking under 200 bucks. Yeah. 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 Just factor that into your planning fun. process. Go ahead and. I mean, it's a one-time thing, and then you can use it. Yeah. Well, so you don't want to. Unless it breaks, but yeah, you can yeah. use it over and over again. You don't want to go through the whole process of raising these animals, spending your time, your money, and efforts, and then you get your pig back home and go, <laughs> shoot. got to hurry up and eat it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. salt yeah. cure it all and let it oh, yeah. let it dry, and then yeah. yeah. And I mean, and a whole pig sounds like a lot, but if you have done a lot of the things we talk about, you know, and you're not buying meat at the grocery store anymore, you're right. cooking dinner at home, right? Um, you know, you're well. A you're lot of burn, especially a family. That that's what I was going to say. A lot of families that I'm friends with, it's just a they get a pig a year, you know? Yeah. A pig a year, it half a beef. doesn't last them the whole year. Yeah. If you really are eating it a lot, yeah, it it's not going to last you the whole year. Bacon goes real fast. And that's the thing, too, to consider. <laughs> it's not um, all bacon. That's <laughs> right. If you could raise I mean, all bacon. Yeah. You're talking about maybe maybe 20 pounds of bacon total. Maybe. That'd be a lot. That's a big bacon. Yeah. Um. Then you've got, you know, we could go through that real quick, but, like, you got all the different 
you know, say you get to that point and your your butcher's like, okay, how do you want this cut up? Well, think about what you eat. If right. you're doing it for yourself, right. you're doing it for a customer, you just talk through with yeah. what they like. And you're going to eat way more ground than you anticipate. And you can just get unseasoned ground pork and you can do whatever do you whatever want you with want. it later. We mix it half and half with beef a lot of times for different things. It has a lot more flavor. I've had a I had a burger at a restaurant a long time ago in Boulder, Colorado. It sounded all weird. It was like a pork. It was a blend. But I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. What and the guy that was waiting on me was like, No, you should probably try it. Yeah. One of the most delicious burgers I've ever had. It was so good. Uh, I don't think I've had one. If you're, so if you're, I don't know even though the restaurant's still there. I'll have to get clarification from one of our listeners. But uh, the, uh, the Google's. Let's go in Pennsboro, West Virginia. There's a restaurant called Dodd's Log Cabin. I think something like that. Same family that's got the gun shop. Same name, yeah. I think there's a lot of Dodd named businesses out there. But hmm. this is south of Route 50. Going okay. south on Dog yeah, yeah, yeah. cabin grill. That's it. Is they have open? a sandwich there called the Ron. I think. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Tis, now, I'm, now I'm getting it confused with Tis Open Tudors. Tudors, but Basket I think world. it's called. I don't know. I'll clarify all this. They've Fun got a fact, Ron. They don't have Old Bay for your French fries there, okay. but they do. Do have one person listening will get that joke. Yeah. Um, they'll. Uh, they have a half beef half ground pork burger it oh. is delicious okay mm-hmm. i'm down that neck of the woods so yeah. stop in they have good food anyway but uh yeah um so what i was gonna say like you know when they get to, when you're doing your cut sheet you know you got your pork chops you obviously want to get those or like roasts and stuff out of the front or you know boston bud or pork shoulder which all comes out of the front not the rear end which mm. you would think by the name of it but uh then you get to the hams, and a lot of people, the mistake they make is they'll get, like, oh, I like ham. You just get a whole ham, ham yeah. and you end up with, like, a 20-pound <laughs> ham. Jam, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Yeah, you better be and having then, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner with a bunch of people. Right. So even we, as a farm, like, we can't sell 20-pound hams because, well, they're ridiculously expensive, and they're expensive to get made because you got to pay for all the smoking and curing sure, and all that. So we always get them cut in half anyway. And if somebody wants more than just buy two of them, but for like home use, I would recommend not getting that big unless you have like we, a big holiday coming up or yeah, something. Yeah, on the last pig we had butchered, I had like thick cut ham slices. You know, after it was cured, smoked and everything. Right, two or three in a pack, make it a more like a meal, not a full. Yeah, that's uh, one of our go tos. So like, it's an option. Mm-hmm. Or you can just get all that made into sausage, too. Yeah. There's nothing that says you can't. That's, yeah, and we were talking about that the other night, and because we don't eat a ton of pork chops at all. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, you know, what can we do instead? And I said, honey, there are people that do, that take a pig whole to the butcher and sausage. says, give me the whole hog and sausage. Yep. Like, obviously, bacon, keep it aside. This is America. Well, there's but, some processors, too, that, like, don't, can't do bacon things. Yeah. You know. We, all mean, Lance. When we butcher our own, we do predominantly sausage. Yeah. It's easy. I mean, it's so much easier. It's, it is. You and grind it all up, you mix, you get the fat ratio right, then it's delicious. Yeah. And everybody loves sausage. Why don't you if share you that McCartney secret recipe? No, man. It's a secret recipe. Well, your uncle posted it on Facebook and I screenshot it a couple years ago. Did he really? Sorry. Oh, I got man. it. Oh, you got man. it. Admonishment. I got <laughs> it. I tweak it every now and then a little bit because like, sometimes it's too hot, like too much cayenne, and yeah. sometimes I like a little more sage. He had to get that MSG up. 
Yeah, you know. I don't remember there being an MSG in it. It was, no, pretty, it was, just, no, it was pretty, pretty clean. Pretty clean stuff. Yeah. A little brown sugar. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what we were talking about was <clears throat> just doing more sausage, which the last pig we got, check with your butcher um, about flavors too. They'll, they'll well, do a lot of flavors. Sometimes they have flavors they don't even advertise. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. I always find that very weird. I'm like, what? And talk to people that have used that butcher because we used kind of a newer one to us and we did not do that. So the last pig we got, um, the sausage is, it's not very good. So therefore my family doesn't like, yeah. when they go mm-hmm. get meat out of the freezer, they don't like to grab that. Mm-hmm. Old dad goes out. That's sits it out at the beginning of the week, so we're having sausage. I'll give you a hot tip. If your sausage isn't good, put a little syrup on the plate. Take a little dip in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or honey. Or honey. Syrup like honey will fix honey. anything. Yeah. yeah. Mustard. Put a little syrup What's in your mustard? coffee. That's a hot tip right there. You, you yes, get one of those little done that. milk frothers. <laughs> yeah. Put a little bit of cream, <laughs> yeah. some heavy cream, a little bit of syrup, froth that up, put mm. your coffee in there. I've done that. It's good. All right. Good stuff. Or you can just drink coffee like a man. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm talking about a treat. Treat yourself. (laughs) So, okay, we've covered bacon. We've covered sausage. Real quick, it's the Big Ron Burger. The Big Ron. The Big Ron. Mixed sausage and beef patty Mm. with bacon and American cheese on top. It sounds phenomenal. I might just drive down there (laughs) for lunch today. Let's go to Pennsburg today. (laughs) Road trip. Um, Okay. So, yeah, there's... find some pigs down that way, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, a guy I follow online um, is he has a ham hanging in his kitchen. Yeah. Uh, That's make, a whole other world, man. It is. It is. And I would love to get into that. It, would it be prosciutto? Prosciutto. You do prosciutto. There's all kinds. Of, I mean, there's tons of things. <clears throat> it's a fancy word in, for me. I didn't. Obviously, this is going to sound super obvious, but it's big in Italy when I was over there. Yeah. People would have like hams. Just like, I mean, yeah. And they just go. Slice a little off, cook it up, make a sandwich. I'm like, this is awesome. One of the one yeah. of the farmers I used to trap on. I don't think I've said this story <clears> on here, but when I would go do a, a night hunt on his place, yeah, um, he would do each January. They butchered twenty pigs or something. Um, it was a big family event. You know, all the family and neighbors they all owned the pigs and kept them all in that big group. So everybody got together and did a big butcher day. Yeah, and he had the like a curing house with industrial type saws and everything. Would do stacks of bacon's with mm. cure on them, and you step in there and hang them from the rafters or the hams wrapped up. Oh, the smell of that building, amazing. Yeah, and that was like that's a really traditional Appalachian thing. Yeah, you know, that's good that we're talking about it on here. But like, that's something you know. Uh, Old timers, I guess, for mm, lack yep. of a better term, like at our when we were at the market, they'll say, "Did you make all these hams?" And I'm like, "I wish I could, right. but I can't like right. do that and sell it." And and they'll and a lot of times they'll say, "Well, if you when you do, like here's the and I'm like, "Whoa, let me oh, get nice. a pin, like uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> take note of that, yeah." So it's something I really need to do, and I want. To, I mean, my dad talks about growing up and doing that, and yeah, yeah that's my stuff that's dying art, like used to do it back here. That's this guy just passed away this past year, and I didn't get it from him. But I'm going to try to call his son, who I know, and see if he's got some recipe stuff he'd be willing to part with. But it was the neatest thing. I'd go to this guy's farm, and he loved cooking. 
Mm-hmm. Old guy wore bibs every day, you know, just nice. good old salt of the earth dude. And I'd go to do a night hunt on his place after he'd lose a lamb or something. And I'd pull in. He'd come out of the farmhouse with, like, everybody had these the styrofoam plates at your mammal's house mm-hmm. for dinner. Mm-hmm. He'd come out with it doubled so the plate didn't break. Well, yeah, break. you're doing break. <laughs> he had just piled full of food for me mm-hmm. and a couple cans of pop. And he he was big on being real direct. He pointed his finger at me when I rolled my window down. He said, Cody, I'm going to do this. Every time you come hunt my place, I'm going to bring you a good thing of food. He said, I'm going to feed you. He said, two conditions. One, you don't miss. Two, you don't fall asleep. <laughs> so I'd be spending... Like, the, if you eat all that food, then yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what tricky all it's tough. It's a little caffeine. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. Keep going. But that was a, those were good nights. Uh, yeah. And then he said, if you get the coyote, you know, we were using some infrared and thermal and night vision uh, suppressors and whatnot. He said, if you get him, he said, you just lay it out there because he didn't live right on the farm. His mm-hmm. house was a couple miles down the road. He said, if you get it, you lay it right there by the driveway. He said, I want to see it when I come in. He was, he was the coolest dude. He was the one that had that uh, longhorn head oh, that nice. I've got hanging in my garage. Nice. Yeah. He's the one that hooked me up with it. So, Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, good, yeah, that's, good pig I mean, topic. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and if pig questions, whatever, like stuff we missed, you know, help us out. Yeah. You know, this is, don't think of yourself as a listener. Think of yourself as a producer. You know, that's if right. you see something that you want to add to the show, let us know. Send your Be resume. happy to talk about it. <laughs> I'll see if either of you acknowledge it. I was, it just like, made me think what? of like the. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not ready for the payroll. <laughs> um, yeah, volunteer work only, please. Do we have some time to do? Does anybody want to do a news story or two? We can do a few, yeah. I know got there's a couple. A few people out there enjoying these at least. Hopefully. Yeah. We've taken our hard time to find them. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I took a solid like. Minute and a half Did earlier you? today to find these news stories. I've, I've got one that you're gonna. Well, I'll go first on one. Okay, fine. You go. Um, so, I got one. Louisiana native Laney Wilson. Okay, so just won a Grammy. Just won a Grammy. Compares music to farming and in inspiring Grammy's acceptance speech. I saw a piece of that headline i didn't really this. read into it so, so she is um it's a word farmer right she's a yes no she's a i don't i didn't hear that part. she said she's a fifth generation uh farmer's daughter and considers herself a farmer too and everyone i surround myself with i think they're farmers too and then later on goes to say but they're story farmers wilson continued That's the thing, story it's farmer. about getting up every single day and planting those seeds watering them and watching them grow so, yeah, go. farming at the Grammys. Well, I like it. That's better than everything else that was at the Grammys. I, did, I, well, I was halfway thinking I, I was going to say the name. <laughs> I didn't know Ryan's thoughts on her. I figured I'd say Lainey Wilson. Ryan go, oh, here we go well, again. So a lot of times you get these like country artists that are, they sing about you know being in the country or whatever, and you're like, are they really like all right. She seems like yep. she's pretty legit. I, I agree mean, with I, that. You know. I don't know her, and that could be an act too. But yeah, well, I mean, if she's fifth generation, yeah, like it's in it's in the bloodline there. I mean, sounds like a Craig Morgan song. She's got Craig Morgan beat by two <laughs> generations. <laughs> well, no, one. He's the he's son, the son of, of the third. third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to know the, the song. Later. You got to do math. 
for yeah. him. That's not unrelated to anything and not a headline, but R.I.P. Toby Keith. Oh, yeah. I know that one stung. I mean, that was a shocker. I couldn't believe it this morning. I saw that. Well, have you had you seen him lately? He's real thin and stomach cancer really took a toll. But anyway, I mean, who his song, I'll just mention this. I'm pretty sure, and you can fact check me on this if you want, but I'm pretty sure it should have been a cowboy. His debut single was the most played song of the 90s. Oh. I have heard that somewhere. Like country song or just across sure. all genres? I'm not sure about that. The The hairstyle in that video is now the most common hairstyle of <laughs> every guy true. who wants to be country. That's true. I'm going to go to country. I'm, I'm, I'm fact checking. Keep going. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah, got one or you want me to do another wrote one? so many great songs. Go ahead, the do another Most played one. song of the 90s is, is uh, Should Have Been a Cowboy. Oh, man. He's, that's, you're on it, man. That's that's an accomplishment. That's a feat there for, on his yeah. behalf. Oh, yeah. that's And for like, yeah. the, I, I heard him once on satellite radio talk about how he wrote it. He just like couldn't sleep one night or something. He wrote it in like 18 minutes in his bathroom, like sitting on the... Wow on the edge of the tub or something. He was like, yeah, just like, came oh. up with this line. And like, oh, he's going to be sitting somewhere just else. Just like wrote it. And no, he wasn't using the restroom. <laughs> but he was, it was like, he just like wrote it in like no time at all. Wow. And then turned Some out of the best like, ones. That's how they all oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen uh, Hank Jr. We're going to get away on off topic right now. But like, <laughs> I saw a Hank Jr. interview and he said all this, all of his best songs, what he considered his best songs, were written just like, bruh, out yep. and like put it on paper 10 15 roll. minutes yeah. and he said anything he had to work on it wasn't worth doing yeah hmm. I'm like, i think he's just kind of being lazy but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him i said that <clears throat> anyway you may go next sure this is uh this is up your alley okay it's uh from vermont it's from a local news when I think Cody, I think Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah dude. Listen to him talk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's from uh, just like a local news, WCAX in Vermont. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at get, the thing. Get yourself in that, Mike. Um, but it's a rare rare sheep to be bred on Vermont farm. Okay. So uh, I guess this guy imported these uh, what used to be illegal embryos from, okay. hold on, from somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, from They're not here. West, uh, well, imported Dutch blasts. spotted sheep. I've seen these, and he's the first person in the Western Hemisphere to be breeding these sheep. And they uh, they inseminated these embryos into eight, and and were successful with seven out of eight. That's pretty good. Wow! But up until 2022, they were illegal for some reason. I haven't seen a reason why. And then, have you seen them, Tyler? Now mm-hmm. they're uh, are there pictures of them? No, there's a picture of just like a sheep. I don't think that's the sheep. Though. Funny that you mentioned that. A while back, I joined a Facebook group just for that breed. Oh, yeah? Crazy looking. Are they? Dutch um, sheep. Everybody got to Google it now because we're not on the video. <laughs> they're, uh, don't Google while you're driving. Highly muscled. We'll, uh, I'll tell you later. Oh, those are cool looking. Whoa. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, they they're real. Yeah, they're pretty. Uh, it's a meat wagon of a sheep. So, There's a quote for you guys. That's, that's a meat the title of the podcast. No, no, we pigs, but yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a ram I sold a couple years ago, and that's how in his description I told people I'm like, if you're looking for the meat wagon of the Katahdin nice. world, I got him. 
That's the most like <clears throat> cow looking sheep I've ever seen. Yes, I, I can get that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a they're cool looking too. Yeah, check them out, Dutch so anyway, spotted sheep. Apparently that's legal now, and this guy nice. in Vermont's got them. Yeah, so nice. there hey, you go. I'm sure they're not cheap. Eleven hundred yeah. bucks he paid for all the embryos that he used. So and pretty good success rate out of uh, that's what he said. He was, I've heard he was like surprised that they yeah. had seven out of eight. From a veterinary standpoint, um, they say the the reproductive tract of a sheep is is tough for embryo transfer really? and AI and stuff. It's not near as easy as it is on cattle or mm-hmm. pigs and whatnot. So cool, yeah. cool story. It's a little or harder to get it in there. <laughs> the embryo. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Okay, Tyler, what's your news story there? I don't have any. You don't have any? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's checking you out after that. I, I got, do, I do. Okay. Um, it says, EU proposes scrapping pesticide proposals, concession to farmers. So we've talked a couple times in here now about the farmers that are protesting. Yeah. Um, it's getting kind of hairy. It is. A few spots, man. And man, if you haven't seen that, and if you're interested at all in what we talk about, and you should probably check it out. You should really give it a goog. Um, <laughs> it's what? <laughs> it's a comedian. Mark nobody Norman says is. that. <laughs> yeah. Look up Mark New- Norman. I didn't, you'll, all right. You'll wait. <laughs> we were talking it's about one of it. his famous things. Um, the European Union's executive arm Sorry, should I credit them? VOA News? Sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just for reference. I don't think sake. they're going to come after us. <clears throat> they might, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, their executive arm shelved an anti-pesticides proposal Tuesday and yet another concession to farmers after weeks of protest blocked major capitals and economic lifelines across the 27-nation block. So, so it's like a, it's kind of unrelated, but related to the last one we talked about with the yeah. diesel, diesel shortage it, credits and all that stuff. To, to tie it in, I mean, it's just, it's people that have, you know, it's livelihoods are being affected. They've had enough of, had it, enough of it and they're, they're uniting, you know, the way we've talked. That yeah. If we want change, this is, it, it takes people uniting to do it. Um this. Yeah, farmers have insisted that measures like the one on pesticides would only increase the bureaucratic burden and keep them behind laptops instead of on tractors <clears throat> and add to the price gap between their products and cheap imports mm. produced by foreign farmers. Yeah, that's, similar that's, that's everything that, yeah. I mean, I have brought two articles and that's what they're about. Yep. You guys have basically yeah. covered them both. Uh, so good for of, them. One of the quotes in here was interesting One of, on uh, last Thursday. One of the representatives of the farmers, his quote was that they are fed up in general with, quote, too much administration and rules telling them how they should farm. That's right. I get it, man. <clears throat> I get it. One of the one of the best, like, mindsets are, like, I think it was a quote, but I'll, I don't know if to quote it to anybody because I don't remember the exact quote, but it was basically, like, these, like, these regulations and stuff that come from, I'm just going to say, quote, unquote, the government or the governments in these different countries and stuff, they only have power because you let them That's have right. power. That's right. And that can go for anything. I mean, you can go all the way back to wearing masks in the beginning of COVID. Like, yeah. just because you complied with it is why they were able to push it. Yeah. So yeah. at some point, if you are if you don't believe in it, man, you got you to gotta step up for it. 
as big of a fan as I am of sheep, don't be one. Oof. I like that. I'm going to get that written on my wall. Yeah. Okay. On your Facebook wall? No, that's a curvy, like... Like famous but, yeah, quote, I got you. Cody Bram. Use that Went quote, and then the one dollar I had a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that one's gonna have to be in the basement somewhere where nobody yeah. sees it. <laughs> We're not good enough at editing to take that out of there. So. Oh, it'll be out of there. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, leave her. Uh, that's great. Okay, so, well, those were my two for today. Anybody yeah. have another one? Uh, the last one I had was uh, <clears throat> the sheep that were left on the uh, yeah I had one on that on too. the sh- on the ship. They're still the cattle and sheep. There's like um, they're still there. Sixteen thousand wow. animals are still aboard this this Israeli owned uh, ship. One of them they turned around and took back to Australia and they're trying to get them unloaded. Well, that's the one. This one is they're trying to un- trying to talk them into unloading them. Of course, all the animal rights quarantine and stuff. Them. But I did see that they were able to like dock in a couple of places. So they were like able to clean out the pens and like resupply with feed and stuff. So yeah, like, they, okay. It's not like they're just on there like starving to death. Yeah, yeah the report yeah. I read is probably the same thing. Said uh, that they CNN, were. I didn't want to even say that. <laughs> they were. Uh, <laughs> the animals were okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like to but, your point about stress and loading and stuff. They're just well, like standing there in these pens, right? On and ship. it's and it's like you know they're having issues because they got to go all the way around Africa. Yeah, and. But then there's animal rights groups like fighting against, they don't want them brought there in the first place because they want people eating them. Yep. It's like, well, these animals are already alive and you can't just let them die on a ship. Like, how does that, yeah, that's not just, don't they have rights as far as, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't compute. Yeah. They're fighting with, (laughs) I've never heard of this, but the, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, Australia. That's like a very large title for an organization. Yeah. yeah. And it's royal, so well, you know they mean business. There you go. Royale. Anyway, that's all I had. Okay. Is everybody li- anybody listening to anything new and exciting? Mm-mm-mm. I felt like I had one, and I forgot it. Okay. Good, Good thinking. <laughs> so this guy, I've heard of him a while back, but um, he keeps popping up everywhere for my listening... And um, <laughs> like I just hear, I see video clips yeah. of him and stuff popping up. And I've listened to a few of his songs now, more so than the one that was getting all the publicity. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. this guy? Have you heard of him, Stephen Wilson Jr.? No. This guy oh have? wait, yeah, I think I have. Is that song Cuckoo? I think I have heard of this guy. Yeah. Man, it's Is so it catchy. Like it's just mm. so uh, different. Um, In a good way. Yeah. Okay. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And now some of his songs, I don't know, whatever, but like I've been listening through them. Then he has one, I'll have to look up the name of it now. I forget. I just wrote his, his name down. I don't want him to play when I click on him here. Um, yeah, his big song that's on there is uh, called Cuckoo. And then he's got one. Um, oh, Grief is Only Love. It's um, it's got a cool line in it. Nice. It says, uh, "Grief is only love that's got nowhere to go." I'm like, "Oh, oh nice. That's, hmm. that's a deep line. I like it." Hmm. And then he he looks like he's about our age, maybe he's a hair older. I don't know. I can't tell. But he has one called "Year to Be Young," 1994. And he's just like talking about all these 1994 things. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Talk about, talk about Joe about, Diffie, like Jason. No, Elton. it's <laughs> not like that. Um, 
he's talking about like Nirvana and different things like oh, that. Oh, nice, and like, cool. Um, but it's then he has some country-ish things too, and he has one called uh, what's the other one? It's a duet. I can't remember who's in it. I didn't know her, um, but he has one American Gothic, and he's just talking about all these like rural America growing up things. It's pretty cool, but yeah. it's like a different take on it. Hmm. I don't know a lot about him, but yeah. it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Nice. But he's popping up like in that, uh, you know, uh, not mainstream country Americana world kind of thing. Alternative yeah. country or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. I've been in a big habit stuff. of like just finding like old artists, <clears throat> like 90s or older or whatever, just like random. And like just going back through and starting at the beginning of their entire catalog and just wow. listening straight through like whole albums instead of just like trying to pick the hits yeah, and stuff as yeah you kind of discover some cool stuff yeah. sometimes you're like that's why their big hits were hits because the rest of them aren't that great but, <laughs> yeah. just I mean, filler <laughs> yeah i mean i went through like four or five shenandoah albums and i was like their their big hits are their best songs i mean yeah you yeah. didn't discover any like heard them before major hidden there's some good stuff in there it's not that it was oh. bad it just wasn't yeah i mean two dozen roses you know Church on the Cumberland Road. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite line. Was uh, barbecue chicken and aluminum foil, <laughs> just enough money for my gas. Yeah. And that's not that song. That's uh, next to you, next to me. But yeah. All right. Well, nice. yeah. Um, so where can Thanks people find us? Appalachian Farmcast at Gmail. Shoot us uh, an email or Instagram Appalachian underscore Farmcast. We're trying to do a little better posting on there. Um, this has been Cody Brabham from Winnow Glen Farm. You can check us out. Watch for some lambs hitting the ground here soon. Nice. Ryan McCartney, Dying Breed Ranch. And Tyler Rice, Pike Mountain Farm. Watch our social media for a big, big news coming up. Oh. I want to hype it up. It'll be disappointing when it actually... And everybody's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. <laughs> all right. Thanks, y'all, for listening.